0: On this episode of Every Aussie Number One Song Ever, we step up to the plate with the Oakland A's. We head to the Kentucky Derby. All while hanging out in the nineties. Yep. Nine eight seven six five four three two
1: one one.
0: G'day, g'day. Welcome to a new episode of every Aussie number one song ever, the podcast that dives into the charts of Australia's past to see what tunes made their way to the top. Joining me, Teddy, for this episode, we have Maddie Doc. Howdy, Teddy. Matty, how you going? Very well, thank you. It's good. And back for another run is friend of the show, preferred chef of the show, Timmy Bone, good day, gentlemen.
2: Thanks for having me on again. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, How you been? Yeah, second. Yeah, I've been good. Um, the last few weeks have been pretty hectic. I've got a got a newborn in the house now, yes. little Toby.
0: Well played. Yes,
2: so that's keeping me busy and just making some toasties on the side. But no, nah, it's, nice. it's going really well, mate. Good. Couldn't be happier.
1: Yeah, you got a baby food one yet, or you got? Is he on solids? Oh, <laughs>
2: I'll have to pure 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 <laughs> toasty. <laughs> 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 Sounds good. I'll have to chuck it in chuck it in the thermo mix and see how we go. <laughs> <Nice>. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh no, great to hear, great to have you back. Uh, where can the good folk catch you coming up, Timmy? You got any places where you you selling your toasty soon?
2: Yeah, floating around the Ballarat Ballarat markets. Teddy, so always at the uh, the Bridgemore Market the first weekend of the month, and then the second and fourth weekend of the month, I'm at the up at the lake at Zoo Drive, at the Ballarat Farmers Market. Nice. Yeah, always always got something going on, and yeah, most weekends you can find me somewhere in Ballarat throwing some toasties around.
0: Yeah, good. Yes, good stuff. Check it out if you can, folks. Now. Just got a bit of housekeeping first, a uh, bit of exciting news maybe, depending on what you think of this. Uh, from this episode onwards, if you're a Spotify premium user, you'll now get to hear the song we chat about.
1: Ooh. You've been pulling a few strings, have you?
0: <laughs> you know, I know a few people, um, <laughs> there's a new licensing agreement or something that uh, Spotify will... Uh, yeah allow the song to be streamed within a podcast with no legal issues so we're going to give it a go all the other platforms uh yeah you won't hear it sorry you'll have to look it up yourself still and uh, and yeah we'll still have a bit of fun at the end of the episode though trying to uh trying to play it in a unique way perhaps so yeah keep an ear out for that but uh getting into the episode it's uh Also exciting because we're hitting up the 90s for the first time, Uh, only just. We're heading to July 19th, 1990, and the song is You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. The big dog. What? Stop, (laughs) Hammer Town. What a huge song. Uh, It'd have to have one of the largest pop cultural footprints ever known.
1: Uh, it it is interesting to say how huge a song, and I don't know whether we're jumping the, the gun here with it. But the only thing that's interesting was obviously number one in Australia. That's what the, the show is based on. But never went to number one in America.
2: Yeah, yeah I saw that. I was so,
1: I, I was shocked. Yeah, it went to number one of the R and B charts or something like that. But yeah, never. It actually wasn't his highest charting song in America. Yeah, what was it? Only got to number
2: eight in America.
0: Yeah, yeah I can tell you. It Seems why. crazy.
1: You can tell us why. Oh, yeah, okay. I can tell you
0: why. It was, it was only released- Please tell us. It was only released as a 12-inch vinyl. Oh, uh,
1: good boy. Um, what? So he sold but, a shitload of albums. Is that what it is or- Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His
0: album went number one for like 24 weeks or something. Something ridiculous. Oh, uh, So I don't know boy, if that was the ploy or they didn't expect it to be that big or- yeah. But, uh, yeah. Weeks the album went. Yeah, 21 weeks his album was number one. Yeah, in America. So
2: that's a fair effort. I mean, that's nearly bloody half the year, isn't it?
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you do you have any personal f- memories or where have, the, where have you guys heard this song? Timmy, you got any? Uh...
2: It's it's funny, Teddy. I can actually remember. I've got a vivid memory, like well, 1990. So I I would have been five, yep. living in a in Rattel-Aid. Um <laughs> And I remember, I can remember uh, there was Rage on, and my sister would have been one at the time. And I can remember dancing <laughs> in the land room to this song on Rage. I can,
1: yeah, oh, that's great.
2: And trying to do the the MC Hammer moves, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously not doing them well. But um, yeah, I can definitely remember that. It's yeah, because when you asked me to come on this podcast, I thought, oh, I, yeah, I can actually remember that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think my parents have probably got evidence on the old, um, those big, um, what do you call them? What do you call the, the video recorders? Where you had to actually put the, the, tape in the video tape in there <laughs> yeah. to be able to film. I reckon they've got some evidence on there.
1: <laughs> Might come back to haunt you the next season of MasterChef or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully that doesn't get out.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, Doc any Well, yeah, it's interesting Timmy says that. So I I I actually it's one of them ones I don't know whether I think feel like the song's older than nineties or younger, but it's not one that I like you know you know it sort of thing, but it doesn't ring a bell. But um as Timmy said, when I was just flicking through the other songs that were number one that year, um one stuck out and I reckon that's one of the first songs I can remember. It's a bloody Skyhooks jukebox in Siberia. I have no <laughs> nice. idea. I reckon I remember seeing on I'm like, hey, hey, it's Saturday or something like that. And was like, yep, that's, uh, you know, taping it off. The <laughs> Did rate. that come out in
2: 1990? Yep, it,
1: oh, it was about 10 weeks or something after this, it went to number one. But, yeah, that's the first song I can yeah. sort of remember, like vividly remember being like, that's a good tune. <laughs> yeah. And it had a crazy video clip, like two from memory. But, yeah, so that's obviously like you say, that's probably the first at five, same as you, Timmy, that when you must start remembering, you know, having that vivid memory of that. And that one definitely as soon as I seen I'm like, yep, I remember that one. But in terms of the MC hammer, I can't remember it growing up. But yeah. I think it's just one of them songs. Everybody, everybody knows. And I, I think as it said, it's uh, like, it's um, been used fairly pop in, you know, mainstream media like movies and commercials mm. and everything in between, I guess. Yeah. And how diverse is that when
2: MC Hammer's number one, like for a long time, and then Skyhawks yeah. are number one?
1: Like- <laughs> and, that's, and that is the interesting thing when you look back at times where you think, like, were they still going at that stage? They would have been more at the tail end of the career, and then, like, you know, he would have been at the starts, and yeah, just how it all fits together. It, it is interesting.
0: Uh, all right. We might chat about Mr. Hammer. I'll give you a bit of his background to start with up until uh, he released this song. He's lived quite a life. His full name is Stanley Kirk Burrell, born in Oakland, California, March 1962. His father was a professional poker player, uh, also a warehouse worker, so I don't know how <laughs> successful... Uh... Yeah,
1: not many professional <laughs> yeah. poker players would have a second job at a warehouse, would yeah. they? Yeah.
0: His and most- hang, on,
2: hang on, Teddy. Stanley <laughs> Kirk Burrell. Yeah. And how'd that turn into MC Hammer? I, yeah. I can't wait to you.
0: We, we will get to that. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, uh, his mother was a secretary and together with eight siblings, Hammer grew up quite poor in a three-bedroom apartment in a housing project in East Oakland. He had an early love of dancing. And along with selling stray baseballs, he would dance with a beatboxer in the car park of the Oakland Coliseum where the Oakland A's pro baseball team plied their trade. Now, the owner of the A's team at the time spotted Hammer and his moves and decided to hire him as a bat boy and clubhouse assistant because he loved his energy, <laughs> apparently. Wow. And sure enough, this is where the infamous nickname comes in. Uh, Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson is claimed to be the one who coined it. Uh, you may know Reggie from Naked Gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And hot, uh, what else was he on? He on another movie. I don't um, Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, a good baseball player too. Um, yeah, nah, being on, yeah. being on
1: Naked Gun eclipses that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he noticed that uh, young Stanley looked like another pro baseball player, Hank Aaron, who he was nicknamed Hammer. So yeah. just came from the likeness there of another, wow. another player.
1: Wow, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah. So. That's a pretty brilliant story. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. This, yeah, he, like, you'll get to it later, but he has lived quite a life. I didn't know all that sort of stuff, but. Even that in mm. itself's impressive. Just outside, you know, like put yourself in them shoes. I can't imagine an AFL club or something just rocking up and being like, "Oh, you just want to come and do some, you know, do some work for us." Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, they just see a see a teenager dancing in the MCG car park and yeah, say, Mc- "Oh, you're good, yeah. mate." Do you want to come and throw some balls yeah, around? Eddie or? McGuire or
0: something? <laughs> yeah,
1: come on, just come in and yeah, kick some balls
0: around for us. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. I'll tell you, he actually picked up another nickname while he was there uh, with the Oakland Ace. Uh, apparently, the owner used Hammer as as his eyes and ears quite a bit <laughs> when the, oh. when he wasn't around. Not the kid, the, the hammer. real Hammer. Um, what do you mean? the The
1: baseball player Hammer or the young Hammer? Like oh no. Stanley, Stanley Barrell,
0: yeah. yeah, MC Hammer, DMC. Uh, so yeah, he he would relay messages and information. Oh, to the owner. Oh, This is a stitch and, up, isn't it? <laughs> he's a spy. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was trusted <laughs> by the owner, but uh, I think it was all in good fun. The players all knew, and um, they ca- they started calling him Pipeline. Uh, so if if you pipeline if they, if they said anything, uh, it would go down the pipeline apparently, down to the uh, oh. the owner. Oh that doesn't have quite the same ring, maybe? MC pipeline. Oh. MC
2: pipeline. <laughs> doesn't doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? Uh, that is. And then the, the the shitty surf brand from Australia um oh, yeah. coined the term pipeline. <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, they? True. Remember uh,
1: pipeline yeah. back in the day? Oh,
0: that is impressive. Yeah, to... Moving on, Hammer would graduate from high school. He tried out for a pro baseball spot but missed out. Uh, he dropped in and out of college before joining the Navy. Uh, after his Navy stint, that's when he began focusing on music and dancing. He first created a Christian rap group uh, called the Holy Ghost Boys. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard any of those. The tracks. Holy
2: Ghost Boys. Mm. <laughs>
1: What did they? Uh, what sort of tunes did they
0: knock out? Or they did it? They did achieve some minor success uh, in the you know, Christian world. Some I did see. Someone said they were the first, um, you know, successful Christian rap group. Um, yeah. After that, or oh, at some point, he he went his own way, uh, and then he started up his own record label, thanks to. Uh, some money loans from a couple of former Oakland A players. <laughs> he, he obviously oh. uh, had an impact there. Uh, yeah. uh, he released his debut album, Feel My Power, in 1986, which caught the eye of the bigwigs, and he signed a multi-album deal with Capitol Records. Hammer's second album came in 1988, Let's Get It Started, and grew his audience again some singles charted in the US but it wasn't until his third album please hammer don't hurt him
1: which (laughs) which, uh,
0: which, yeah launched him everywhere with you can't touch this so for the Spotify users you might uh, hear the track now we'll play that and you can have a listen All right. So on to the song. Are you aware of the sample, fellas, that's used for the basis of the track? Rick James. Oh.
2: <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <The laughs> famous super, Rick James. Freak, yep. super freak.
0: Super uh, freak. And as soon as you hear super freak, like this uh, it's pretty carbon copy really that beat, isn't it? Oh, like, it is. And like, oh, it's like the opening riff or whatever, but And yeah. and obviously I I was thinking about it. I
1: I don't know. Had had would have this been done previously before this? You know, this sort of sample sort of set up with the rap because obviously the other one, which would have been around the same time, would be vanilla ice with um. Yes. Bloody what is it? Uh, under pressure. Vanilla ice baby. Uh, yeah. Like there's oh, sort yeah. of that similar similar vein sort of thing, I guess with it. Like, because um, yeah that. I don't know, I just, I can't remember many, I can't think of any other examples that have been done and they were probably reasonably big songs or pretty big songs in their own right. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, mm. this is obviously 1990 where, but I think through the late 1980s where rap was starting to find its feet, they were using a lot of samples and mm. I think through the early 90s it started to become more prevalent yep. where they're using samples from old songs, but... And now now it's just a given, isn't it? Oh. I mean, Kanye's whole back back catalogue is just full of samples.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was the Wild West of sampling still back then. Like, <laughs> yeah. no one bothered. There wasn't any clearing or, you know, the, the legal world had to catch up, I think, a bit. So, yeah, Rick had no clue that Hammer was doing it <laughs> oh. and, until, until it
1: came out. Well, I think, and it may be yeah. probably similar to the last episode, in them days there would be times like that song doesn't get big and it becomes no big issue. Obviously, this one blows up and then Rick probably puts a hand out and says, "Uh, a little bit of coin there, pal.
0: Yeah, what's going on here? Well, he did that and they um, uh, they settled out of court and Rick became credited as a co-writer.
1: What would have Rick spent his Um, money on once he got his money from that, would you be guessing? um,
0: (laughs) Probably not
2: anything that would... Um, be good. Yeah, um, might be some white, wa- some some white powder. I just always Rick James. You think of the Chappelle Show, don't you? <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. oh uh, classic. Like Super Freak, that is a. It's not a bad tune, but it is raunchy. Like, if any of our parents ever said something, oh, if I had a new Super Freak was around, <laughs> I'd be like, would you? Do you ever listen to that song? <laughs> You know, back in the 80s, that was pretty... Yeah. He's not beating about the bush.
2: They have a go at us for listening to, like, Rage Against the Machine or something, but
0: come on. Mm. (laughs) uh, Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll talk about Can't Touch This now. Timmy, you want to give us any thoughts you have on the song? What stood out for you? Yeah,
2: You Can't Touch This. It just... It just seems like the epitome of the '90s. So I think when you when you think about a '90s song, this is one that always seems to come up. And I guess recently I've been to a few weddings and stuff, and you this always seems to come on at Does weddings. It? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And you're always trying to do your best MC MC <laughs> Hammer dance, um, but you you never do it as well as the the man, the mm-hmm. myth, the legend, but. I don't know. I don't think you you haven't lived until you've been to a wedding where you can't touch this. This is played, <laughs> <laughs> but, I th- but I think, but um, I think also one hit wonder comes to comes to mind. I mm-hmm. guess in that early nineties there was a lot of those sort of one hit wonders. And I actually looked up on Spotify in terms of the amount of streams that um, I looked up the <laughs> amount of streams that. Uh, you can't touch this. Has got which was 100, 197 million streams, Oof. and then his next best tune, which was too legit to to quit, has only got nine million streams. So, Oof. so you can yeah. tell like there's a there's a big difference there between between songs. So, I think everyone when you think of MC Hammer, you think of you can't touch
0: this. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It depends how you classify one hit wonder, but because there's such a difference between yeah. yeah such a gap between his next song but I, he had a I think number seven he got to with a follow-up single in Australia Ooh, but still too like, yeah you just see the gap in his hit song yeah he's probably gonna get tarnished with that brush unfortunately
1: yeah and and I think like it's probably one of them it's a. Uh, like it's a good and a bad thing for it because to put music out after that, you almost become like seen as that one hit wonder, almost comedy novelty song. Like it probably then becomes harder to get, you know, mm. the respect of music industry or, or people, I guess, uh, in general. Um, and uh, yeah, and I was going to say to me when you said about the streams, I reckon this would be the classic example of like, he's used the Rick James song there in the song. Has this surpassed that and it's actually become bigger than the original or is it still on par? Like, yeah. I think streams-wise it would have it covered. Like, um, yeah, you can't touch this would be bigger than Super Freak. But, yeah, which point does it become, which is the, which is the, um, you know, the song you think of when you think of that riff? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: is it a Rick James song or is yeah. it an MC Hammer song? No, yeah, that's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that's what I think it has to it's be. Got- yeah, like, and how many of the... Rick James listens would be people who hear the hammer time and then he you know think, oh look at what the real song was. Like there's probably a little bit of that backwards and forwards. Um but yeah. Oh for sure. And I think the one thing that probably stuck out for me was I don't know, I just was thinking about how one bit of the song I reckon makes the song. Like the song's good. But as you were saying before about the stop hammer time, like that's the that's the whole thing that brings a song together. Like it's it's a good novelty song but it's that is the catch cry the tagline of the whole song that and you know it just stop the music stop hammer time and then keeps it going like that's the bit like and i mean i don't know how they come up with it but if you took that out of the song i just reckon it loses so much of it that's the yeah the, the, the hook that keeps you coming back a little bit and even i've seen that you know yeah. it's, it's almost become popular around the world that if you see a stop sign like it's not all the time but you will see that written on a stop sign <laughs> like I think it was on um yeah. on the internet there that you know oh, the different, yeah. you know, countries it's been seen on and um yeah, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's sort of, you know, it's uh surpassed it's, the song itself.
0: It's thirty years thirty years now ago, the song, and that yeah, stop hammer time still is everywhere basically. Yep. Like, not many people wouldn't Would, know that phrase. Yeah. Didn't didn't Bor- even
2: Borat use it in a skit? I reckon yep. he's done like stop <laughs> hammer time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those sort of phrases that's sort of just in our
0: pop culture yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. And I- even the title of the track too, like can't touch this. You know, that's kind of a oh, uh, that'd be nearly up there as well. But even
1: I reckon just how you said that then, like I don't think you can say it without <laughs> like saying that little bit yeah. with the you know, you can't touch it. Like the, I oh don't know, the bit of the Yeah, accent, you can't. yeah, just to say.
0: When, when I said it earlier at the start of the show, it sounded weird. Yeah. When you, I said it normally. You
1: cannot touch this. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, that
1: just sounds yeah. creepy. And I think the other thing that I probably thought of, Timmy, when you were saying about how it, you know, it summed up the 90s, I think musically, but also the video clip, like what they're wearing, the fashion yes. and the dancing and all that, just... Pure nineties, them baggy
0: pants, and well, that's where it started, though. He,
1: Can we talk
2: about the baggy genie pants for a sec?
0: Yeah, hammer pants. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah, hammer pants.
2: What the hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think like when you say nineties fashion, like, he's the one who started this. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, he, he became known for the hammer pants, and I think I read that because they had like a cuff down the bottom. Yep. Um, yes. I think I read it was better for dancing or something. Oh. And I
1: think it looks like you're moving more than you actually are because they're baggy and it's flipping around so it looks like your body's <laughs> doing a lot more than it actually is.
2: <laughs> but you know how the, the trends in fashion like sort of always come around again? Like it feels like wasn't Kanye wearing them like yeah. last year or a couple of years ago? Like I feel like they're back. <laughs> yeah, in. we must be due
0: again, <laughs> yep. Oh,
2: for the old MC yeah, Hammer they look pants. Pretty
0: comfy, to be honest.
2: So, I, I would, I would happily laser around the couch all the weekend with some hammer pants <laughs> yep, on. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> A bit of uh,
1: freedom there, there. Yeah. Oh. plenty
2: pl- t- too much freedom yeah. for us. Yeah. A
1: lot of room to <laughs> move.
2: <laughs> in term in terms of the dancing, I, I read an article. MC Hammer was rated the number seventh. Dancer of all time.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, he can move, can't yeah. he? Like. I mean, but number seven is that that seems pretty <laughs> who, generous. It
0: was number one, like look
2: I didn't actually look. I mean Fred shoot me, like everyone, Frank Sinatra, Fred Astaire or... Or, yeah, or not Frank Sinatra, Fred Astaire.
1: Cy or, <laughs> what or whatever Michael Jackson.
2: <laughs> yeah, Cy Psy, Psy I think was number four, but um... I think he did a song with him too, didn't he, later on? I think
1: MC Hammer said there was a mashup with Gandalf or something.
2: Oh jeez! Yeah. But number number seven dancer of, of all time—that's that's something to hang your belt on.
1: Huh? Oh, yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. Like well, he won MTV Music Award for that that film clip, uh, well, no doubt it helped its popularity.
1: Well, even the even the video clip like references some sort of award show, doesn't it? So I can't remember which award show it was. Where it's like getting it, yeah. Because like, I actually and I once that main bit of the video clip played, I remembered it, but I can't remember the start. So I clicked on it on the YouTube and I'm like. Oh, I've just gone to award show. I've clicked on the wrong one. Like, I just instantly <laughs> thought, "Oh, I've clicked on the you know um, him getting an award." But yeah, then it sort of cuts into the dancing.
2: I did the same. It was like, look at all the look at all the awards I've won, and then watch my yeah, film clip. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the lyrics? Uh, any comments? Anything stick out to you, fellas? Well, I
2: guess obviously he's just. It's pretty much just talking himself up isn't it yeah how good he is and how good he is at um, dancing and right right music but there was there was two lines that stuck out for me that I feel like I need to address the first yeah. one is that if you can't groove to this then you are probably uh, dead um I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny so if you if you can't dance to this then you're you're a goner you're yeah. dead. <laughs> That was pretty funny. And the other one was dance to this and you're going to get thinner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. I
2: guess for the early, for the early nineties, um, maybe it was a bit of a, um, exercise, like a bit of a motivational Mm. thing for people to groove to an MC hammer song and yeah, get buff. Yeah. He's not wrong. Sure, I guess. But, I guess, yeah, if you're doing his dance, you're going to yes. lose some KGs, aren't you? <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah, that's, uh, like, yeah, I totally agree. It's very, like, a self-confident song, but it's sort of got that, what would you say, the cheeky or, like, that, like, undertone to it. Like, it's not like, I don't know, some at some Cubs across and, like, what he's saying, he's definitely very much pumping up his own tyres, but it's sort of got that, I don't know, bit of humour value to it a little bit, like... Um, Taking the piss sort of thing like it's um Mm. yeah it's done well and i probably the only other one was like he was obviously in the christian band. there it starts off with yeah oh my lord and blessing me and all that sort of stuff so it's sort of got that undercurrent the first verse but then it just goes all about his new clothes and how good a singer he is and all that sort of stuff
2: (laughs) (laughs) and i guess that's just that's just the the standard of hip-hop isn't it they're obviously thinking they're the best people in the world and bigging themselves up so I guess, yeah, yeah especially good. in the early
1: 90s. For
0: sure. Got to be confident, yeah. Uh, even mentions the charts too. Yeah, that's the right. The charts, legit.
1: Yep. <laughs> either, oh, yeah. Either work hard or you might as well quit.
0: But yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so good you can't touch him, basically. That's the message. Yep. Um, <laughs> can't get to his level. Uh, yeah, well, will speak. Like the stop happening time, I actually don't mind the uh, the sort of the freak-out solo that comes before it too. You know, he says break it down or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. it's a bit crazy. Uh, Listening back, I sort of hadn't remembered that part. Yep, Uh, that was good.
2: And I didn't didn't sort of realize like listening back how how fast the lyrics are. Like he 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 can rap.
0: Yep, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah,
2: he's he's got a good flow going. Like. Um, some of the times, some of the time, until I printed out the lyrics and sort of really read them, I couldn't really understand what he was saying. Yep. But it's pretty clear once you, once you read along, but yeah, he, he's going.
1: And I think <laughs> it, and, it, and it has that, I like, agree with what you're saying. and, and it has the, the gaps in there where it does a, like it does quite a big few sentences in a row and then he does a quick like um, you know, the stop have a time or like there's one there. that's hyped and tight and then it just sort of goes back into another. Um, you know, I guess a rap more so like it, um, yeah, pieced all together.
2: Yeah, though it it feels like those, those little breaks like, like that help you
1: catch up a little bit. Catch up and then it builds (laughs) it up again. Yep. For sure. Yeah,
0: And the intro is actually enjoyable too. Like brings the Rick James beat in and then he just says, you can't touch this a few times, but the big uh, ma, ma, ma. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite a good start to the yep. to the track. Get you get you in for sure. It's
2: just it's just fun, isn't it? I mean, mm. if you, if you hear this at the the George in Ballarat out the back <laughs> <Yeah>. at, <laughs> at, at two a.m. in the morning, you you know you you know you're gonna have some fun. Yeah. And, but I think <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah just gets everyone up and about. And I think,
1: as you said, like, I probably hadn't thought of it that way, but like the wedding song, like you know them songs that if you go to a wedding, you're likely to hear it because. Inoffensive. Everybody likes it because if yeah, there there are songs that if you put that on, it's gonna divide people or whatever. Like these sort of songs, like everybody, even who doesn't know it knows it a little bit. Like that, yeah, and yeah, easy to dance to or have in the background and all that. So yeah, you can definitely see that uh, that sort of thing with it. And yeah, and rafters obviously.
0: (laughs) um, If you take it literally, though, like it's nearly a divorce song. More than a wedding song, like if people are like, can't touch you can't this. Touch this. True. Like if the <laughs> yeah. uh, if the bride's up there singing it or something, you're like, eh, well, no, true. that
1: would make sense, wouldn't it? The bride's up there with the new husband. You can't touch this or something like oh, that. Yeah, makes You can't
0: touch it. She's this. singing it to the rest of yeah, the crowd. Yeah, that's career, right. Not, yeah, as long as it's not to the. Husband, oh yeah. If, to the husband, yeah, if it's to the husband, if it's to the husband, he's in some strife. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit rough on a wedding night if she was saying, you can't touch
0: this. <laughs> um, uh, each to their own, I suppose. <laughs> the song won two Grammys for Best R&B Song and Best Solo Rap Performance, whilst also being the first rap song to be nominated for Record of the Year. Uh, yeah, we, didn't win that's it. pretty cool.
1: Yeah, which I think the rap one too, that was the first year of that best mm. rap uh, solo performance.
0: Vanilla yep. Rice in there. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Up against him Because I guess the early 90s was when really rap started to find its feet, like with um, NWA and the um, oh, NWA and Help Me Out. Public Who else? Enemy. And, Al- uh, public Enemy.
0: LL Cool Just Jake. Yeah. Well and- yeah. Yeah, that's MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice are kind of seen as the uh, the first mainstream rappers like that really crossed over uh, pop rap, almost they, they called it so. yeah, yeah. Mm. and I think to
1: a certain degree, you probably have that with most genres. It goes along and it's got a bit of a I don't know whether you call it a cult following or something, but then one band it just on the ground yeah, it just sort of ignites something, and you know it goes from there.
2: Um, But it's crazy Because this came out in 1990 But in 1995 I read um, He was Signed to Death Row Records Which was Like that's where Dr. Dre And Tupac and Snoop Dogg were (laughs) So it was And then you've got oh we'll just throw MC Hammer in We'll give him a contract but I think by that stage he might not have done Like it wasn't as popular Anymore but at least they they give him a crack, but they're sort of the real hardcore gangster. And then you've got MC Hammer doing you his poppy sort of stuff on the side. Yep.
0: Well, he was he was good friends with Tupac actually, and uh, oh really? Yeah, they made music together even before, just before not long before Tupac uh, died. Uh, oh. ne- never got released, but yeah, it was actually they were actually quite pally even yeah. before he signed him. Tupac might have got him across even. Oh, Um, maybe. And he actually, like, I don't have any examples, but Hammer did try and go a bit more hardcore um, with his later albums. and Yeah, some thought that that might have been why he became less popular. Um, Yeah. You know, his fans didn't appreciate that.
2: You better not touch this or I'll I'll stab (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that either, Tupac and hammer it seems it's a weird combo it does it? yeah chalk and cheese yeah, mm. yeah. alright oh one other thing I'll say is it was the second biggest selling song of the year in Australia guess guesses uh, what was the biggest of 1990 <sighs> Nineteen
1: ninety. Uh, vanilla Ice, I don't know, that was the other one that's mm. in there. Although I did see well, I'm just thinking aloud, I did see when I was looking through the charts another one that was a big one, but I'll, Timmy might guess it
0: anyway. Not vanilla ice. I'll
1: say Whitney Houston.
0: Mm, no.
1: Oh no. I seen the Sinead O'Connor one was on there too. Yes. Was that it? Yeah.
0: Sinead O'Connor. Nothing I think, compares nothing to you. Nothing compares to you, yeah.
1: Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Biggest stop hammer time. Um yeah, the biggest song of nineteen ninety that was. Well I did wow. I think the other
1: one for the nineteen nineties that I did notice the first uh number one of the number one of the nineties, I think, it was the old B fifty twos, too. That was
0: Bullshack. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Bringing in wow. the new decade, Good to see. all right. Anything else about the song, fellas, before we give it a rating?
2: Um I just thought how he spelt like you can't touch this with a the letter U instead of Y O U. I thought he was very ahead of his time in our text message generation.
1: Like <laughs> Yeah. To do the old U. Yeah. Um Yeah, very ahead of his time. And he also had his I think his next or another single was too legit too quit, too like with another two oh. instead of Yeah. Mm. Yeah, true.
0: Well, last uh, episode's chart watch. Doc, you had a few... Uh...
1: Yeah, there's a few spelling issues in the current generation. Yeah. I I
2: did I did listen to that Hammer, episode, Hammer boys. Yeah, it
1: was the start of yeah. it. Yeah.
0: You probably need that too. The yeah.
1: only other thing I'd say about it, and this is not about a song, this was just another interesting fact about the Hammer. I'm not sure whether you've got some of these to come up as well. But in October 2011, uh, he announced a new internet venture called Wiredo, which was a deep search engine that he planned to compete with the major... Uh, Major engines like Google and that Google oh. and Bing, but didn't quite that uh, How'd that go? Not man? so well. <laughs> 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 didn't get past the beta testing and uh yeah. So this was October mm. and was off officially offline by early two thousand twelve, but he uh he's oh. had some diverse you know, he, he has a crack, I'll give him that much. He uh yeah. <laughs> the,
2: ba- the beta testing gets him every yeah, time. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have all been there. Um, <laughs>
2: I, I just realized how, how many like movies and TV shows, um, You Can't Touch This has been in. Like, yeah. it just seems like all throughout the years, like you'll always hear it. But did you know that in 2005, The Crazy Frog did a rendition of You Can't Touch This, mm. which is crazy? <laughs> I haven't actually heard it. No. But other TV shows, like it's been in Glee, Trolls World Tour which was um, released last year, so classic. Um, and it's been in the movie Tag, which is pretty... Oh, yeah. Which Makes matches sense. in with You Can't Touch This. Oh, yeah. And it's also been in two two Transformers movies, so Michael <laughs> Bay Michael Bay must love um, a bit of MC Hammer action. And it's also been in the 2013 movie Gro- Grown Ups 2, so... Adam Sandler must be a <laughs> MC <fan>, Hammer <laughs> fan as well. But it just seems to always appear in music and uh, movies and
1: uh, TV shows throughout the years. Yeah, I remember mm. it being in a Simpsons one, so Homer buys MC's Hammer's house and he changes it, knocks off letters and makes it Homer <laughs> time. Like <The, the> <laughs> oh, yeah. on the gate. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be in any serious films really, is it? Uh, Nah. nah it'd have, l- have to be cool to a scene. bit of bit of comedy <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah Dark comedy You can't imagine mate. it In a horror movie Or something
1: That'd be a good thing To uh, do Just changing the soundtrack To horror movies Like <laughs> uh, uh, Instead of this Deep song going, in there, You can't touch this Or something
0: Dear, 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 dear. <laughs>
1: Stop! Out of ten. Oh, that would be a good serial killer move or something in a horror movie. No? That'd be good, actually. Yeah. We should write yeah, that. Um,
2: let's write that down. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk uh,
0: later. All right. What do you think? Out of ten, or we'll wrap it up to me and give us a rating. What are your thoughts on the song?
2: Oh, I've thought very hard on this. My wife Abby said ten out of ten. She's like, it's a banger. You've got to just <laughs> go a ten, but I can't I can't go a ten. Um so I'm gonna go a seven seven hammers out of ten. <laughs> I just feel like great song. It always gets you up and about. Um if you hear it at, a, at not like an old nightclub or a, a wedding, it always gets everyone <laughs> up and about, so seven out of ten.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's a Doc.
1: good one. Um, Yeah, I've probably been the same. Trying to think today, like, what do you give it? And it is it is a tough one because it's catchy and all that. But, yeah, like, it's one of those songs, you know, Um, would I go out of my way to listen to it? Probably not. But, yeah, you're happy if you do sort of hear it. So, um, yeah, I think for the catchiness, I was sort of probably in that, you know, middle of the road in the five one. But I think I'll go a six, just slightly better than average.
0: Nice. Very good. I'm going halfway. I'm going to five. Oh. Nothing really bad to say about it either. It's just uh not a favourite or anything. Yeah, fair cool.
2: Well like like Dove said, like it's not it's not something that I'm gonna throw on Spotify mm. when I go for a run or something. Like it's <laughs> it's just one of those ones where it might come on at a, a wedding or a, a dingy nightclub and you're like, yo, this is this is cool, but you're you're not gonna seek it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's yeah, exactly right. That whole few beers under the belt and it comes on. Yeah, that's yeah. one for sure. So, and that's where that's the hardest thing of doing any of these votes when you start thinking now, what do I give that song? Or do I rate that one better than this? And yeah, so anyway, might be overthinking it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. Uh, try not to be too cynical. Oh. Um, sometimes you just gotta have a dance. Sure. Yep, all right, I've got a couple more quotes. We've covered, I mean, a couple more facts here. Yeah, we've covered quite a bit, uh, but yeah, as we did mention, Hammer was he was big, quite big on dissing other rappers, and uh, I'll just here's a few that he had to go at over the years: uh, uh, LL Cool J, The <laughs> Tribe Called Quest, Run DMC, and Jay Z. Bloody Al. Yeah, good friends with Tupac. Uh, a couple other friends I noticed he counts uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, he's quite friendly with Prince and Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Oakland, what? The Oakland boys. yeah. Oakland boys, he, yeah. Uh, yep. He oh. does attend the games now and then. I saw with the Warriors.
2: He would get fl- he would get floor seats, wouldn't he? I think
0: he. I think yeah, he. Used, he would have uh, to down in the front row. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he he famously went bankrupt uh so at one point he had a fortune of over $30 million, uh before ending up 13 million in debt uh a, a large reason why that happened is it's thought that he employed uh, about 200 people at one point <laughs> but you know you can't knock him too much cuz it was mostly family and friends uh, and Members of his old community, so oh, he was living a lavish scary. lifestyle. But he was,
2: you know, and he and he bought thirty gold, thirty gold hammers as well. I think that that might have chewed into
1: some
2: money. Been down to bunnies, <laughs> yeah. Pure yeah. gold hammers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so he he doesn't sit still much. Hammer. I'll just go through a few other. Uh, interest he's had over the years. Uh, he's been the owner of a horse racing stable. Uh, did pretty well. One of the horses uh, won a Group 1, uh, Kentucky Oaks, in 1991. And would you say, Doc, come third? One of the horses come third in the Kentucky Derby.
1: I think it may have been the same horse, same yeah, in oh. the Kentucky Derby, which is pretty big effort. I don't know what sort of prize money you'd be talking with that, mm. but it would be... Quite sizable, I would have thought. So, yeah, fair
0: effort. Uh, you mentioned the, web, the uh, search engine before. He's a big tech fan. Uh, benches himself is a bit of a mogul there. He, uh, apparently, he was onto the internet in 1994. Like He, he was getting, right, <laughs> getting into it way back then. And uh, he's been involved early on with YouTube and Twitter. Uh, helped out with the iPad somehow, apparently. <laughs> and uh he on twitter he just tweets all day he's nonstop Oh really? Yeah. Like and like not just speels or whatever but just retweeting different things yeah. he likes and you know, different videos and whatnot. So like
1: more or less than Trump is he tweeting?
0: Uh, more. Which really?
1: So. Impressive effort. How how, <laughs> old, how old is the H man
2: nowadays? He'd be, have to be pushing uh, 60. What was
0: he say? saying? Yeah, He's born in 1963. Six, yeah, 62, 58, it says on here.
2: And still tweet, tweeting like a, I don't know, whatever tweets a lot. A bird? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tweeting like a bird.
2: Boys, serious question. If MC Hammer came to Australia and played, was a part of a festival, would you, would you go to his stage?
0: Uh, no you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't i think it's no, no. i think it's one well, of them ones if yeah if i get a free ticket to a festival yeah maybe
2: like, because what other songs are you going to listen to besides you can't <laughs> touch this
1: you'd just be waiting for that you'd imagine everyone running for that song yeah, yeah. that was really good and then just leaving, and he's playing to the you know nobody afterwards oh no the, yeah there'd be a lot like that I, I often think of how cool it would be to have a like a one hit wonder, like show where they literally they go and they play one song, <laughs> yeah. just all their 90s classics just come out and just play their good song and then just leave. Um, oh, I'd be awesome, just have <laughs>
2: yeah, 30, 30 bands or 30 artists, yeah,
1: <laughs> one after the other, two after stages, the other. you know. You yeah, know. that's right. Just yeah, alternate stage, or imagine like a big, I don't know, festival hall, each corner has a different stage on it, and you just sort of keep <laughs> rotating around.
2: We need to make this happen. And Michael Gooden's here, if you're listening. Um, yeah, that'd be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one-hit wonder oh, show. Oh, actually, no, if we're talking Festival Hall, we could get... Which church just bought it out? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hillsong, yeah. Hills, uh, Hillsong. We get Hillsong, Hillsong? on uh,
0: Well, MC Hammer, Christian Rap Group. Yeah, well, there
1: yeah. we go. Ticket a few boxes. We're
2: on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only ask for some royalties, Michael. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: One other thing, he, he runs an MMA management agency. Oh, typical. <laughs> Alchemist, Alchemist management. <laughs> so, yeah, currently managing 10 fighters. Oh. So, yeah. I don't know how hands-on he is, but he started it up.
2: Well, there, there's a lot of lot of money in the MMA business, I guess, and I mm. guess He's you've got to di- diversify when you can't come up with any new raps.
0: Um yeah. and there's there's a lot of things that I haven't touched on like he's a preacher he had a clothing company he's, he's just done it all. Um, and he's you know he's been married uh Can I guess? to his wife Oh oh just once Yeah he's still oh. uh, mid 80s I think he got married and they're still together five kids
1: um, <laughs> I was going down the same path as you Timmy let me yeah, guess I was five, Yeah was five six yeah. wives <laughs> yeah well, That's yeah. good Good on
0: him so, um, no, you see, he's like a decent, you know, decent fella, good family man, and has a good time.
2: Do you reckon? Do you reckon when he goes to a restaurant, he books in as MC Hammer? Because uh-huh. I would. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted the discount, you'd have to.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Or. Um, he'll ring up and say, can I book in under his normal name or Stanley? And they'll be say, oh no, sorry, mate. Uh, what about <laughs> MC will Hammer? Ball, yeah,
1: we'll, we'll, slot you, we'll slot you right in. Yeah. <laughs> but even like it's one of them ones, until I seen the video clip, I I would have had no idea what he looked like really. I no. just, it's not one of them ones that sticks in you Like he's not got, like his mm. dance moves and that, but he's not got like a distinguishing feature about him. Like someone, I don't know, they're tall, or they're small or there's something like that, but... He's just a dude. <laughs> He's
0: just yeah. a bloke. Um, yeah. Uh finally you need to type into Google for uh, MC Hammer to become the top result. What do you reckon you need to type? How many letters? MC. No. MC, MC H space H. Oh. Yep. You need to go the f- need to go the full because McDonald's has a card. Oh no. <laughs> Mac <laughs> McDonald's is. Has the MC cupboard. And even the space, uh, McDonald's is still there, so you have to go to the MC space <laughs> H. <laughs> All right. We might move on to Chart Watch. Chart Watch. Chart Watch.
1: Yes, righto. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the week we're doing here. I think this is actually... uh big MC's first week at number one, isn't it? He replaces yep. Roxette the week before with, it must have been love. Oh, June. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that uh, slipped down to number two. So MC Har- Hammer, this is his third week in the, uh, no, sorry, he was three, number three last week. Sorry, this is his fifth week in the charts. So yeah, Roxette at number two, then Wilson Phillips, hold on, that, doesn't ring a bell no. to me. And then um, mm. yeah, number number four, Absent Friends featuring Wendy Matthews. I don't want to be with nobody but you. Like I say, that's the same one. Um, heart at number five with All I Want to Do is Make Love to You. Oh, I'm not mm. sure that. Thing that's a
0: big song, yeah. Big is it? yeah rock ballad.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I t- in terms of the other ones, probably names that that I knew. Yeah, Tina Arena was at number seven. Mm. Um, Tina yeah um new kids on the block at number nine
0: (laughs) that was a pretty big tune i would say
1: yeah kylie minogue at number 11
0: better the devil you know yeah good tune
1: big craig mclaughlin oh he's in trouble yeah he's been in the media for the wrong reasons (laughs) at the moment but yeah he was in there at number like 13 and um i think he was in there twice uh yeah 13 and number 39 so I guess, like, yeah, with him and the Kylie Minogue, I don't know when that whole Neighbours sort of stuff is all happening, but, yeah, to be mm. sort of flowing on that. Uh, number 15, Madonna. So, yeah, Billy mm. Idol. Vogue.
0: Seven... Huge song.
1: Yep, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Billy Idol, number 17. Elton John at number
0: 19. I don't know the song. Um... Club at the End of the Street. At yeah, it doesn't.
2: Yeah, I know that one.
0: Chicken. checking, no- oh, yeah, Vogue did get number one for five weeks. Yep. I like, thought it, it would have.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then
0: yeah, number 31 was uh, Faith No More
1: Epic. So I think that was actually the song that replaced uh, MC Hammer as number one a couple of weeks later.
0: Oh. oh yeah, straight in at 31. Jeez, yeah, I didn't realise they were that popular. To yeah, same. I was,
1: yeah, I was a bit surprised also. But, yeah, it went to number one, I think, in a couple of weeks. Black Betty at number 33. That's,
0: uh, yeah, I would have AMG. thought that would have been well before 90s, but there you go. Mm. Um, Might not have been the original or something,
1: do you reckon? I think it was always a cover, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Michael Bolton, number 36. Jeez. How mix. can
0: we be lovers? Oh, oh
1: yes. <laughs> and he's got oh. the flowing <laughs> mullet there in the photo and the album. He is a unit. How good with the 90s? Um, yeah, ZZ Top. <laughs> wow, uh big Paul Abdul at number rounding out the 50 at, at number 50 there mm. um, but yeah like I, I actually probably expected to have a bit more of the oh well, wow, what about that band there still is but I think for me personally once you get to say 95 96 97 that'll be where you're like oh yeah I remember that one like that'll be the, um, the ones that probably stick out possibly a bit more but yeah there's still some big songs and big artists in amongst there
0: the Angels, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't i not keep talking. Only know the one song of these, I really. <laughs> Joey, Joey, that's a pretty big tune. Joey, um, Concrete Blonde, Joey too. Is is, oh, is MC,
2: <laughs> MC Hammer the only only sort of rap or hip hop song in there?
0: Only one that I know of. Yeah, you might be right. Which is it's weird, well. but well, yeah. Well, like I said before, I think he was seen as the first, with Vanilla oh, Ice, the first mainstream pop. Yeah. You know, those uh, NWA and Public Enemy probably didn't get near the charts. No. Nah. Uh,
1: well, like, they probably weren't. Like, wasn't it NWA wasn't on Triple J? They couldn't play it, so they played it, like, 24-7 for a day because they got in trouble, wasn't yeah, it? so it probably That's wasn't right. going to be on
0: yeah, yeah. FM. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I add that F the Police song, please? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, no big bands like um, like Pearl Jam yet or Red Hot Chili Peppers. That in the next couple of years, that's when
1: they come. Yeah, to, true.
0: Cut the years off. Yeah, yeah. Niva- Nirvana.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they uh, yeah sort of the years following. Yeah, yeah.
2: Good old yeah, nineteen
0: ninety. I think that that England New Order World in Motion. I, just, I reckon that's a World Cup song. What that, one? Uh, New Order did. England, New Order. Oh, okay. World in motion. Potentially, which 1990 would have been like? Was that one of the yeah, Germany's yeah. hosted it or something? I reckon it was. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about it. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it was held in Italy. Uh, that that World Cup. Oh. Yeah, the tournament's official song was to be number one by Giorgio Moroder. 1990. So. Moroder, nah, Moroder. I've never heard of him. Oh,
2: he's the guy that. Giorgio. Yeah, yeah. Played on um Daft
0: Punk. Um. Is he. He's a yeah massive. Uh, he would have helped many a song get on the charts since the seventies, probably. Yeah. Giorgio Yeah.
1: There you go. The fa- the dub the father of disco. There you go.
0: Mm.
1: Not aware of him.
0: We'll wrap the chart watch there. Yeah,
1: next, next please. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Next, please. And see where we're going to head next episode with the random date. Oh, yes. Give it a go. I'm nervous. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh, oh, 1979. December 20, 1979. This will be good. Gee, have we, have we been in the 70s at all?
1: Um, I don't think we have. I, think I don't we think are. you have.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there there you beauty. Go. What a song. Yeah, big tune. I great, think, great yeah, tune. Uh, Another well-known song.
1: I think I'm it was beautiful. famous for bloody MTV, wasn't it, as well?
2: Yeah. It was right on that cusp.
1: I think wasn't it the first song played on. MTV?
0: Oh,
2: Really? Pretty
1: sure. I reckon um, you're right.
0: I think MTV was a bit later, was it? Like it could have been still. Ooh, I, I think they so. They chose it to play it. I don't know. I just think that... I've fact check. Yeah, fact check. Leave it with me. <laughs> Maybe uh, possibly another one-hit wonder. Did they have any other songs? Officially launched 1981, it was. Um, oh, okay. MTV.
2: That's going to be a ripper of an episode, boys.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, good fun tune, that one. Um, I don't know. What else to say? Uh, Crosses a couple of mediums. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Let's try and have a look. I don't recall any other songs. now. they're pretty clearly a one-hit wonder, you'd say. No, they really Uh, are. In terms of the charts anyway. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, But it's a hugely successful song. Except in the US by the looks too.
1: Which is funny, isn't it? Like ones where you just expect, you know, they, I'm guessing they're an American one.
0: Um, British band, mm. I think, so.
1: Oh, were so. they? There you go. I just presume they're American. I guess that's when you're over here. You probably don't know where they're from, you assume they're American. Wow. All right. That's another decade. Beautiful. And it, yeah, it was the first first one on MTV. Oh, it was. There you go. Yep well done doc hey, there you go when you're on who wants to be a Millionaire, just get that question right there. <laughs> there You
2: go. play the damn song
0: okay it's that time of the episode where we play the song and we actually get to play it this time for spotify users but we're not just going to play it any old way we're still going to have a crack at something unique timmy the guest today you're going to help us out with that
2: Boys, you're not going to believe it. I've actually got a copy of You Can't Touch This on CD. So I've got my Thermomix sitting in the kitchen. I'm going to throw it in because apparently the Thermomix can do anything. So here we go. All right. (laughs) Throw it in. You sure? Good luck. You can't touch this. Um, We're going to put it in. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: No, no. Oh, okay. I, thought, <laughs> I thought the thermomix could do anything. <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna have to ring up the hotline Uh-oh, Uh-oh.
2: boys, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um,
0: I like, uh-
2: <laughs> the city is well, ruined.
0: Yeah, no, thanks, Terry, for coming on, having a crack. Uh, Boys, great to have you back. Sorry, thanks for uh, <laughs> um, your time. I'm just going to press play for all the Spotify users out there now, and uh, everyone else, you'll have to look it up. Thanks. Peace. You're still here. Wow, well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for Every Aussie Number One Song Ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyosno1 at gmail.com. That's every A U S N O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.